You are listening to Chasing Threads. Two friends exploring fashion, culture, and everything in between. Where we unravel fashion history, fashion nuance, our favorite at fashion icons, and pull the threads that tie them all together. So I am Diamond, and I describe myself as bohemian chic, and the quickest way to my heart is a compliment, a good meal, and a long, flowy dress. And I'm Chance. I grew up making dresses out of my mama's curtains and living vicariously through Vogue before I escaped to fashion school. So Chance, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Diamond, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's Let's chase these threads. All right, guys, welcome to the show. How are you? How's everybody doing this week? How are you doing this week, Diamond? I am doing, I'm just coming from Boston, mm-hmm. and I feel refreshed. I'm glad to be home. I'm but it's rainy well here, too, so you brought the weather back with yeah, you. Yeah, I brought the weather with me. <laughs> so, it. Um, but yeah, I feel good. This week has been pretty amazing, and, you know, I feel great. It's always good to feel refreshed mm-hmm. before you get back to stuff, you know? For, before you get back to normal mm-hmm. work yeah. and stress. Boring life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it has been a good week. Lots of fashion news. Lots of stuff happening in fashion, which Absolutely. is good. Absolutely. Since we are still at the beginning of our podcast and there's so much fashion news and stuff going on, I wanted to kind of give people a little background into you and I and kind of why mm-hmm. we care about any of this fashion news. And who are we to think that we have any opinion on the Hadids and the Cardis and the, and the whoever. Miss Donatellas of the world. All right. So... so you know, okay. personal style. Who do you love? Why do you love them? That type of stuff. Tell me a little about your personal style. Alrighty. So, as I say in our intro, I think I'm a very feminine, typical feminine. I love dresses. I love colors. I love um, feminine lines and silhouettes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love chic um simplicity but also I, I don't mind a really busy pattern yeah i like to call my style like boho chic mm-hmm. a very witchy very <laughs> you know, otherworldly you know <laughs> i'm looking like a ghost tipping down the <laughs> like some um it just I, I just love a nasty a nasty dress that uh-huh. flows and the wind is blowing and a heel and big hair and do you like drama drama a little bit of drama just feminine drama how do you like to when you're getting dressed in the morning Uh you're putting on your clothes how do you on a good day how do you feel what do you like to feel like powerful not powerful i I really want to feel femininity is important to me Uh, uh so at the forefront at the definitely at the forefront Mm -hmm. i'm definitely a gender binary type of girl I, I definitely follow those gender norms not fully but i definitely if i'm i'm mo- my most com- for confident when i'm a, my most feminine high femme uh-huh yeah i love hair i love my hair to be if i'm going if i'm when i'm planning and i'm feeling p- like oh my god i want to put my best foot forward yeah. i'm gonna be my most feminine i'm gonna be my most um carefree hair i don't like hair that is i have to fiddle with so <laughs> i love big curls and something that i that purposely looks messy but fashionable yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that i don't have to make sure that it's perfectly quaffed yeah. right combed and banged the right way and da 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 i love hair that's gonna you know that can be lived in so hair feminine 
and some kind of statement piece, whether it be the jewelry, whether it be a shoe, whether it be just that dress, whether it be a pant, what some one statement that is yeah. making. And I think, you know, that's perfect for me. I'm the opposite. You're the opposite. <laughs> I'm completely the opposite. <laughs> so I like shapeless black and gray clothes. Really? That's really all I ever want to like, wear. I see when people are like that, it makes me feel like those are reactionary and not your natural place. Mm-mm. I'm just naturally, you, my soul's <laughs> black, my heart's black. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need everything to like, I need everything to reflect the inside. You know what I mean? Everything. Okay. It's just, I like feeling, okay. You like to feel feminine and uh-huh. flawless and dramatic in the morning. Mm-hmm. I want to feel mysterious. Okay. S- intimidating. But also easy to fade into the back. <laughs> <laughs> Those don't go together, but in my head they make sense. Like, I don't want people to notice me, but if they do notice me, they're like, what What the fuck is that? Like, who is that? What? Why is that person in all black and it's 97 degrees and it's so hot and I've got on like a fur-lined collar. And that's your natural jacket. place you want it to is. be. It is. Always. Oh, wow. I actually wore, I pour a, I pulled a denim um, black jacket I have out with a fur collar on the other night. It's still mm-hmm. fully 95 degrees here. Absolutely. And I wore it to, an ho- to a house party, but, <laughs> you know, I'm moving. And I had pulled it out of my, like, winter clothes mm-hmm. and put it on and had a full allergic reaction and had to leave the party early because I broke out in hives. <laughs> because of the fabric? Because it was so hot. Oh, and because it yeah. had been put in storage, so it probably had, like, was so dusty. <laughs> You know, I like to suffer for fashion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's all black. Almost all. I mean, for work, I have to wear white. But yeah. in my personal life, all black always. My entire closet's all black clothes. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of that. So we'll get into this. But I went to fashion school and it's kind of kind of it's kind of how I view hairdressers. Like hairdressers always have the worst hair. <laughs> wow. And it's kind of how I feel about designers. Like I want I should not be the focus. I look at fashion as something totally separate from myself. Mm. Fashion for me is fashion for my body mm. is for utility, like to gotcha. cover my body. Gotcha. Fashion. No. What I love about fashion is adornment for other people. Okay. Yeah. So me, I'm, I want my fashion <laughs> to be an expression, extension of my personality, mm-hmm. extension of. But well, this am. black is a is. I know. Definitely extension of my Sad and bummed out. I don't know. I think you think you're that and you're not. Okay. <laughs> anyway. We'll see. So I've, I, um, I don't know. I feel, I don't know if I think about that when I, when, I don't think I think, feel the same way about like a hair in with the analogy of the hairdresser mm-hmm. because I'm not going to a hairdresser if I go to their salon and, and they look a mess. And they look a mess. <laughs> like I, if your hair, now it doesn't have to be done, but it needs to look healthy. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't, I agree. Take yes, care I agree of the that. health of your hair, mm-hmm. then I don't feel like you can take it. And you with your but hair you all the know, time. And maybe this is what, uh, this is a white people thing. But anytime I go to like a hair salon, mm-hmm. all the girls always have purple hair. <laughs> all the hairdressers <laughs> always have purple hair. It's like they experiment on themselves before they yes, do anything I else. Do that. I purple, know, red t- layers, and they, <laughs> they don't need layers in those places. <laughs> um, and and when I was in fashion school in studio, everyone mm-hmm. just wear all black all the time. Gotcha. I mean, we had a couple of people, who, a couple of people who would wear clothing similar to their design aesthetic. Uh-huh. But to me, it always felt very like forced. 
Mm. Like I'm doing this because look at this person that I am. I oh, love God. bell sleeves, so look at me in these bell sleeves. <laughs> I'm just like, girl. Um, well, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. I need people to have personal style, and it doesn't need yeah, to be yeah, consistent yeah. all the time. But I feel like I want to see a designer that has a a, a story to tell, even mm-hmm. on themselves. That's yeah. So I guess I don't know. I get it. So, speaking of designers, tell me who are your top fashion houses or, you know, designers. So, again, this goes completely opposite of my personal style. Uh But I have, number one, I'm one of those little girls, little queens that got into fashion because of Alexander McQueen. Um, His design aesthetic of this terrifyingly beautiful woman who Uh is her clothes or her armor to face the world. Like mm. I love that. Yeah. It's layers upon layers and everything about him has always inspired me. His view of women, his view of the world, um, the colors he uses, the fabrics he uses, everything. So he's always in my number one, Alexander McQueen, the designer, not Alexander McQueen, the house, although I do still love them now. Um, mm. I have always loved Dior simply because of their, ingenuity and Mm -hmm. ability to literally change fashion to introduce a new silhouette and to change people's minds and Mm. change the way that Americans dressed in the 20th century. I'm obsessed with him. I'm obsessed with that. Mm -hmm. And then Balenciaga and Givenchy are my like two big house favorites that I love because of the same thing. Um, Givenchy, I've always loved this. We'll get into this a little bit later too, but one of my style icons has always been Audrey Hepburn. And, you know, she was his muse and just his clean lines and elegant shapes for the woman's body. And then Balenciaga, same thing, kind of a mix of the two where they did a lot of clean lines and feminine shapes and feminine silhouettes. But he was eager to throw new unseen shapes and silhouettes in Mm -hmm. there as well. So I've always loved that. Loved them. Um, And then another wild card is Gareth Pugh. Have you ever heard of Gareth Pugh? I have not. So Gareth Pugh is like Alexander McQueen on acid. <laughs> he does like he's already on acid. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't rest only imagine. In peace, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> like insane. You'll have to look up look up some of his work mm-hmm. sometime. Gareth Pugh. It's like monsters walking down the runway. Oh wow! Like shapes that it it doesn't resemble the human form at all. Mm. It like completely turns what you think fashion is on its head. Gotcha. And I've just always loved that. So those are mine. What about you? Anybody that you've always loved? Well, um, it's funny that we have not everything in common, but a lot of things (laughs) in common. I have two that you named, Mm -hmm. so I don't really need to (laughs) talk about them. Alexander McQueen Uh and Dior, Christian Dior, for the exact same reasons. Alexander had just a vision that you, we hadn't seen before. He was like, you know, we got all these fashion houses that are so old and ancient Mm -hmm. and, you know, they claim to revamp themselves and, you know, they're hire some new person to take over and, you know, have something else. But he just was such a new, fresh, innovative designer yeah. that he just stood out. Every collection that he had before he passed it just was amazing. His vision, the artistry, the creativity, it was all amazing. So I really, really loved him. Even in the way he presented his collections uh-huh. was exactly. on a level that no one else was doing. Yes, absolutely. Christian Dior. They always were 
just femininity with edge Mm -hmm. they always had some things a look or um a theme that I was like, God, this just speaks to my spirit. Yeah. There's all there's always a femininity to it, but it it has an edge to it, yeah. almost like a like a fifties dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> Not all that. the time, but you feel what I'm saying? Like it's like femininity is high fem is here, mm-hmm. but you're gonna have a little bit of hard rough edges around yeah. it. Um. So I really love them. Another person that um. That I absolutely love is Roberto Cavalli. Mm, yeah, Roberto Cavalli gives me that that witchy but feminine. I'm gonna cast a spell on you on my yacht in the middle of Saint Tropez, exactly with my bronze um, body, all yeah. it with my bronzy summary <laughs> and everything that that I think encompasses my style as yeah. well. Is just. You know, I think Robert Cavalli is amazing. It's, you it's like the type of clothing where you pull a string and it falls off your whole body. Sometimes. That's, that's your tea. <laughs> that's very Roberto Cavalli. That yes. is your tea. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, but then I have another designer that is not as Roberto Cavalli. Mm-hmm. It's not that free. Because I do have a part of me that like to be minimalistic, mm-hmm. that likes to be a little stern, yeah. a little school marmish <laughs> and mm-hmm. i would say that would be chanel mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so um chanel they they have a classicness about them yeah. sometimes it can be a little stuffy stuffy and i do like stuffy sometimes yeah, i do like um for certain occasions to be stuffy it make that that Chanel looks make makes me feel powerful yeah. when I'm purposely being stuffy when I'm going on an interview when I'm going um but I still want to be stylish mm-hmm. I'm going to try to channel Chanel Chanel's another one of those that I love them more for their cultural significance more than I do necessarily their clothes now because Coco Coco Chanel as a person taking fashion as a woman back then and kicking everybody's ass and changing silhouettes, changing the way American Mm -hmm. women dressed, French women dressed, like everybody dressed. On a feminist level. Yeah, it was amazing. Her, Scaparelli, like everybody, like I I love a woman being in charge of fashion, of her own body. Like Mm -hmm. I love that. Absolutely. So yeah, so those are my top four. Um, Christian Dior, Robert Cavalli, Chanel, and Alexander McQueen. It's a good range. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can pull from them and really express myself fully in you know this yeah. is who I am so with Givenchy having not Givenchy ah. <laughs> let me get the Alabama out of that <laughs> so with Givenchy having um, Audrey Hepburn like we were talking about as uh-huh. a muse do you have any personal muses style icons that you really look up to and you try to channel them you love what they do um i think my number one recent and she's kind of like a recently Mm -hmm. newborn style icon but she always reflects what i love is tracy ellis ross oh god yes i love it (laughs) i love tracy ellis ross she is She's that bohemian chic. Do, mm-hmm. Don't mind a color. Don't mind throwing on something stuffy. Yeah. Don't mind throwing on something that's flowy. It's or very colorful. that very like Saint Bart's beachwear, uh-huh. but with a bustier underneath, Absolutely. like with some boning. Yeah, I, I love, that. love yeah. her style. I love her color palette. The choices that she chooses. Uh-huh. I love how um, 
And she takes risks, Absolutely. which is nice. Absolutely. And I love that. Over the years, these are going to seem like they don't go together, <laughs> but they're me if you uh-huh. combine all four of these people. The next person I would say, basically through her consistency and her trendsettingness, definitely her consistency, mm-hmm. um, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, God, yeah. When have you seen Jennifer Lopez not look sick and go on the red carpet? I'm just, you love bronze goddess queen that's like your that's, that's your thing, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm the girl <laughs> like, i love that beach babe but we'll take you in the back and be a dominatrix if you yeah, need it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so those two those i think those two are amazing mm-hmm. jennifer she is consistently beat she i don't remember too many times that she had like a fashion faux pas yeah okay that's it i don't remember she comes consistently beat as fuck mm-hmm. to every carpet she knows how to style her body she knows her makeup is on point she just she does amazing she, mm-hmm. so i love her consistency i love the choices and the risks that she takes i love it so the next person is doris day okay so that mm-hmm. went a whole different direction <laughs> but she is very much that very clean like mm-hmm. not clean but like form-fitting in the right places uh-huh. flowy in the other places exactly. cute little pastel colors absolutely i'm a woman but i'll be jazz right <laughs> yeah. all of that so doris day gives me full skirt have you she ever seen me- the pajama game no. Some musical with her in it. It was my introduction to her. Uh-huh. Fell in love with her face, her body, her clothes. It's yes. so and her singing. Uh-huh. You've got to see it. It's so good. I have to watch it. Yeah. So Doris Day is amazing. And then I guess the next person, which is typical to what I've been saying, is Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. Stevie Nicks is a love that. You know, she's real. She she's known as the White Witch. Yeah. She's she <laughs> is she's witchy, and my style is really witchy. I don't mind a boot and a. In a flowy skirt, yeah. chiffon, and um, you know, just tasseled hair, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just something about her that is really erythreal, yeah, like just just kind of just otherworldly, um, otherworldly, yeah, um, celestial, I guess. Yeah, if I combine Stevie Nicks, Doris Day, Jennifer Lopez, and Tracy Ellis, that's me. That's you. Yeah, that's me. I like that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. What about you? So, I do love Stevie Nicks. <laughs> oh, so much. I think about her all the time. Um, m- so, one of my more modern ones is Lady Gaga. Okay. Yeah. Because kind of the same thing that I think about Tracy is that Lady Gaga, you can see her in her clothing choices. I think that she does a very good job of making a of having a partnership with her stylist where mm-hmm. it's not just someone picking clothes off a rack and putting on her body. Mm-hmm. She has an understanding of fashion and silhouettes and fabrics and what they're conveying in a way that I don't think most other current girls do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem arbitrary. So are we talking about the Lady Gaga of the past two years or the crazy wild Lady Gaga? All of the above. All yeah. of, okay. Alexander McQueen, Lobster Heels. Yeah. My f- one of my all-time favorite Gaga looks is at the VMAs when she did the Oliver Red Lace. Yeah. Like covered her face and it was in the crown. Uh-huh. Ugh, and she took it off and said, this is for God and the gays. Uh-huh. Iconic. <laughs> um, and then even now, like the A Star is Born looks where she's doing the Couture Valentino and like is just 
classic. And See those that this new Gaga mm-hmm. is what I found. Movie in star love Gaga. With. This movie star mm-hmm. Gaga is who I like. Um, one of my most striking looks of Gaga is when she had that blue turban and that blue dress on. Oh yeah, God. I love when she does a monotone moment. Yes, she was giving me everything I needed to do, everything <laughs> I needed to see, everything I needed to want in she, that look. Gaga actually, too, had a really good partnership a couple years ago with Versace when she did her whole rollout for her um, art pop era. Like she did, she was wearing some gorgeous Versace looks, some of the mm. best Versace looks I've seen in a while. Um, and art pop era is when she was on that um, chair that looks like a motherboard. That was born this way. Art pop was very huge hair, flowers, titties out. Oh, the, the mermaid looking yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, lots of pastels. She's lots of yeah. pastels with Versace then. Um, so yeah, Gaga from beginning to even now. I love it. So Gaga. And then there's an always like an old time favorite of Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Because she kind of reflects more of my personal style of that clean lines. Very simple, black, minimalistic. But when she, throughout her partnership with Givenchy, she was doing these, it just, just the idea of being someone's muse to me is like amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I wake up, that's what my dreams are made of. Like (laughs) being someone's artistic muse, like, oh. What? Yeah. Like just. But wait, (laughs) if you, this, I want to sit me back in the corner. Okay. But (laughs) But I want to be a man. Thinking about a man being like, everything I'm creating is for you. You are the reason I wake up in the morning. You are the source of my creativity. Uh, I'd be like, put whatever the fuck you want to put on my body. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will stand out. I do not care. I just okay. love that. I love that. Love the concept of a muse. So another one of the current girls that I like is Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Because I think she is in a... First of all, she kills it with every single look. Mm-hmm. And she's not necessarily in a lane where that is expected of her. Okay. And she's doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. She's giving us Gaga looks. I, I just like, no one is doing what Cardi is doing. Mm-hmm. Even Lady Gaga anymore. Like Cardi has like taken over that spot of, let me show you something insane. You don't think the flamingo the pink dress was insane? No. Really? It was very classic. It was a classic princess gown. It just it was, was an insane so fabric. Gorgeous. It was, yes. yeah, it was <laughs> I mean, I, I still love it, but uh-huh. Cardi to me is doing drag, baby. Yeah, <laughs> basically, essentially, that's it. Gaga used to be doing drag, and now Cardi's doing it, right, and okay. I love it so much. I mean, everything she's done these past couple of weeks at Fashion Week and her own shows, even when she was pregnant and trying to like hide the bump, she was still serving looks. See, I, I love know, them with Cardi. She has been on. She hasn't been on for me all the time. Always. Certain mm-hmm. looks, yeah. Certain looks was like, whoa, bitch, yeah. you wearing it out. But I think that is the thing about fashion. What and I think why I think she's relevant now. Why um, she's even though she's new, she can be accepted as somebody's icon because she is taking these risks mm-hmm. that usually new girls don't take yeah you know they're usually exactly. i'm trying to be especially like a hip-hop star exactly. i'm trying to be a hip-hop star so i'm gonna stay in this perfect um feminine hip-hop look mm-hmm. however that manifests itself and for her to be taking it to these like really iconic high fashion levels taking these really high fashion risks mm-hmm. 
especially like when she she would come in some things that were where I'm like, whoa, she's really coming for this event. And it's like I'm taking this to another fashion level that's yeah. unexpected. And these risks that she's taking has been a, some of them unexpected. Really that, right? I think that's the word that kind of encapsulates her is mm-hmm. like every time I see her. I'm still wild Mm -hmm. in a way that like, I just was not expecting her to do what she does at all. It's on a different level that no one else is doing. She doesn't even have to do. She's just doing it Mm because she loves it. Like, yeah, I will say though, in kind of juxtaposition to what I love about Gaga is I, I think Cardi is, I think Cardi has a good stylist. Mm -hmm. I don't think Cardi is a good stylist. Gotcha. You think it's the people that's, Mm -hmm. you don't think it's a collaborative collaborative thing i think she's like i like red and they're like okay (laughs) okay i think that they are putting those clothes on her and she's killing it i don't think there's much thought process behind it for her this may sound strange Mm -hmm. so cardi is not the most attractive girl to me oh i think she's so gorgeous okay wait 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 wait. let me Mm -hmm. let me why why i prepared the conversation Mm -hmm. with that (laughs) she is stunning in the same way that Laura Stone is. Laura Stone. Mm. You know her? No. You don't know Laura Stone. Wow. So mm-hmm. Laura Stone is a model. She's a white model. And she is. Hmm. It's something about her that is not conventionally pretty. But she is photogenic as fuck. Like Slick Woods. Slick Woods. Slick Woods is the 2018 version of that. Okay. Oh, um, Rihanna's, Rihanna's yeah. muse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I guess yeah, that yeah. would be too. Absolutely. It's something about them that is not conventional, but it makes them beautiful. Yes. And I think that there is something about Cardi that is that. I can say that, yeah. That is something about her that is stunning when she's on, when she has the right look, when she has the right hair, when she has the right makeup, when she has the right... Um, outfit that is just stunning yeah and it it her her peculiar beauty makes it even more alluring i agree and i think that's what it is it's not mm-hmm. necessarily that she's ugly it's not that it's just that she's not particularly beautiful for me but she what whatever her stylist is doing whatever her genetics meeting her stylist um hennessy walked in did you see that hennessy walked in i thought she was gorgeous i'm not a fan of hennessy oh i am because i think she's even more like ready to go than cardi (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think cardi might think for half a second before beating your ass hennessy will not hesitate like she will i love her (laughs) and then we kind of mentioned her but Mm -hmm. rihanna like i'm going very current which is uh, fine but uh, rihanna is everything i mean there's a quote, I don't even know who it's by, it might even just be whatever, but it's that it's ugly until Rihanna decides it's not. All right. And that's kind of how I feel about all fashion now. Like Rihanna could mm-hmm. literally go in my room, pick up the dirtiest, oldest thing I have, drape it across her body, and it'll look amazing. I feel like she can do no wrong. Mm. Whereas Cardi, I've seen some missteps. Lady Gaga, there have been a couple times I've been like, girl, you're just trying to do, you're just trying to make some kind of statement. Rihanna, I have never once questioned what she was wearing. Yes, yeah, it's I'm always not, been amazing to me. Rihanna, I can only say that about her high fashion. 
I don't. Her, you don't like her street style. I don't particularly like her street mm. style. It's something about it. Sometimes it be on, but sometimes it's just. I do, it's not my personal style, so I can't really. Yeah. And I don't. So because it's so not me. Her personal style. Her like street style is kind of oversized masculine yeah which is not you at all which is not me yeah, at all which is i love yeah right yeah my love <laughs> yeah. i hate it like that i don't like yeah um i like that it out it's reminiscent of Aaliyah. um mm. that look God, that Aaliyah, yeah that look that sometimes tiana taylor gives it to yeah that sporty almost janet jackson actually yes yeah. oh yes janet does it too and i hate it <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Hate, I hate love it. it. I like when they are in that upper echelon of fashion. When they mm-hmm. like when Rihanna goes to fucking the Met Gala. Yeah. When she goes to the Grammys. When she goes to these really high fashion um, events, and she's trying to do her thing. She's like, no, this is not me just going <laughs> to the MTV lunch, Awards. Yeah. This is me <laughs> going or to lunch or da 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 da. This is me going to where yeah. the people are. Like the and heavenly bodies this yes, year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, when she God. won that fashion icon award when she in that Oh, the Swarovski Swar- 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 yes, was all that <sighs> when um she's like red, you see my tits? It's okay. <laughs> that red um what was that red? What was that the Grammys when she wore that red gown and the brown hair? Red lip, red gown. Probably. That sounds yes. right. Um, it was a Grammys or something, maybe Oscars or something. But that is actually why I was talking about the um, Lifetime Achievement Award. She had a quote in that acceptance speech that I really kind of, that I love, that I think encapsulates her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that hair. Her forehead's kind of on display there, though, which I don't love. I love her forehead, especially <laughs> in short hair. Because <laughs> I got a big forehead. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm not judging. Um, but at the CFDA Awards, where she won the Lifetime Achievement Award, mm-hmm. she had a quote in her speech that was talking about, you know, growing up on a small island, whatever. She was talking about the other girls, and she was like, you may be able to beat me, but you'll never beat my fashion. And like, <laughs> yes, like that is that is what I love about her and kind uh-huh. of everybody that I look up to in fashion is they they weaponize it mm-hmm. and that's what i love about mcqueen that's what i love about gaga that's what i love about me like mm-hmm. what i love about me <laughs> you're welcome stay in the back <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i love that weaponizing a fashion of mm-hmm. making it a piece of armor it it's not always for me it's not always a reflection of who i am it's a don't look at me right look at what i'm serving you right this ain't me yeah well this is me but it's what i want to what show i you. want to show you yeah. exactly i love that yeah love it love it love it love it so do you have any favorite fashion eras that you would love to go back and be mm-hmm. a stylish in or to be living in so you can enjoy the clothes what are some of those eras and why? So my super, super, super throwback is um, ancient Egypt. Okay. <laughs> but only if I was like a pharaoh or like <laughs> Cleopatra. Like, not the slurs. <laughs> not that I want to be the <laughs> No, thank you. I'll take a pass on that. So white. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, if movies will have us believe anything, Cleopatra was white too, so I'll be just fine. <laughs> I will be just fine. But I just love that like... I don't know. Just ancient Egyptian. Mm-hmm. I don't really, really know anything about it. I just like the way it looked. Uh-huh. Um, more contemporary for me is... It's uh, so luxe. 
It is. The way yeah. they portray it is so mm-hmm. luxe and um, the stones, the jewels, the little bit of skin mm-hmm. and <laughs> the utility. So of it. in talking about that and other things that are completely opposite from my personal style, I love very much like the Anastasia period of mm-hmm. Russia, like the the czars, the king and queens who would wear just the tote, like a Fabergé egg, mm-hmm. like walking around looking like a Fabergé yeah. egg. I love that. Um, and then in American fashion, it's probably the 50s. Like mm. the idea of these beautiful, overly femme silhouettes mm-hmm. um, that are just, oh, just, again, it kind of goes back to it's this overly feminine idea, but almost in what I think of mm-hmm. in a feminist way, mm-hmm. because I feel like the fifties, like, I mean, we don't want to go back to the fifties for no. any reason, not <laughs> but, socially, <laughs> but there was this almost beginning rumblings of what feminism was going to become today. Uh-huh. And I think back to the close of that, of just like women starting to, feel feminine and feel okay with feeling feminine Uh and letting that not be like a hindrance. Like I love a Stepford wife look like Mm -hmm. cinched waist, huge bottom, like with little cap sleeves, tight Mm -hmm. little buttons. I just, I love all that. The fifties, the colors, color palettes, all of it. I love the fifties. Gotcha. What about you? Any ones that you'd like to go back to? Um, I love the, it's funny that you said, um, Russia because have you seen what is that show called with Kira Knightley where she was in Moscow I can't watch her thin lips do anything <laughs> oh the devil <laughs> I actually think she got them done but and they still thin they look better <laughs> is it Anna Karenina yes okay yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I love that era mm-hmm. of um Anna Karenina, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, th- it's funny that you brought that up because I love Anna Karenina, whatever, Kira <laughs> Knightley's look, or have, yeah. that movie. Um, that era of Russia was really, really beautiful. I love the late 1700s with mm-hmm. uh, Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. That era, the, you know, the 80s and 1700s. 80s and 1790s i love that because it was so costumey yeah but so over the top so over the top with the wigs and the corsets and Mm -hmm. the tits out and (laughs) give me a corset and a big saloon dress and i'm here for it um can you imagine if our politicians dress like that now that would be so like if michelle obama was walking around in her marie antoinette i mean our melania god forbid Uh, (laughs) so funny (laughs) that would be hilarious and and Donald Trump in a better wig. <laughs> in a better wig. <laughs> and a little platform heel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that would be so funny. Um, but I think my favorite era of all times, clearly you've took in one nine again, <laughs> is the 50s. And um, so what about it speaks to you, though? Like, what what do you love about it? And why does it rec- uh, what do you love about it? And why does it resonate with you? I love a dress, and this was a time where it was not ladylike to be in a pant, mm-hmm. and we know that that comes from patriarchal oppression and what is ladylike, and yeah. before we got woke, <laughs> 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 and not that I have a problem with that, mm-hmm. like I, I really, I love the freedom that we have now to be, 
you know, to express ourselves. We can be in a men's suit yep. and um, how whatever it is. But because of my own personal politics, my own personal style, femininity is something that I enjoy. I love to, as you said, weaponize femininity. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the idea of the happy homemaker. Yeah. I love I love the idea of that. It's the the problem that I had with back then was that it was a forced narrative. Yes. Yes. Sir. I don't like the idea of it being forced, mm-hmm. but I do like the idea of I'm a wife, I have my children, I have my husband and there's nothing wrong with me wanting the house, the dog, mm-hmm. the white picket fence, mm-hmm. <clears throat> my husband and me cooking and cleaning and being feminine for my husband. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that if I choose to exactly. be that. Yeah. The problem with back in those times was it people were forced to mm-hmm. be that and they weren't able to be free to do outside of the box and that is problematic. <clears throat> but just the idea of being that by choice. Yeah. And the fantasy of, because I think this is what I love about the 50s, the whole Stepford Wives idea of, yes, I am a cog in this patriarchal society, but behind closed doors, I am running this motherfucker. Uh-huh. It's me in my cute little cinched waist mm-hmm. running this motherfucker. And Absolutely. I love that idea yes. of like turning that whole thing on its head behind closed doors and just like, I love that. Because I do think that there were women out there like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. They were fitting the roles, but... They were running the household mm-hmm. and and the guy was okay with it. Like yeah. it wasn't a um for some, it wasn't like, oh, I'm abusive behind closed doors. It's yeah. Like, <clears throat> I have a I have a great wife. Yeah. And this is what she does and we fit the social norms, but mm-hmm. you know, this is how it is. And I think that that can be okay if it is that those individuals' choices. Yeah. And I think I would be one of those women who would choose to be fit that the fashion wise fit that look yeah. because I do that now <clears throat> and I'm okay with it. And that's actually, I think another person that I consider a style icon for me is my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Like when, like in, she was in her prime in the seventies and eighties mm-hmm. and that whole glamor shots, like big shoulders, satin fabrics, bright neon mm-hmm. colors. But it's because I think of her like that coming from a big Southern family. That's very patriarchal. Right. I think of her as, like behind closed doors, my grandma was doing everything. Like nothing in our entire family or household worked without her say so or her approval. Mm. It might have not have looked that way from the outside looking in, right? For, to society, that, right? But behind closed doors, it was all all the women always running everything. Yeah, my my, my family is like that too. I didn't have a particular father in the home. Um, my stepdad was there. I had, my stepdad was there, mm-hmm. but my mother wasn't married, so yep. it wasn't on no um, married household type mm-hmm. of deal. Um, but my my family is really matriarchal. Mm-hmm. Like my mother, my grandmother, my everything. Any household where I was in my grandmother's house, my aunt George's house, my mother's house, the the mother is the one who mm-hmm. ran. You know, there was some boundaries set in regards to the men, but. You know, they try to please them. They like cook yeah. them what they want to cook, <laughs> yeah. and you know, but but it was always in in my experience with my grandmother's stories. She was trying to please you to get something that she wanted or needed. Do you know mm. what I mean? It was never okay. necess- like she was never trying to cater to a man because she wanted to. Oh, I she see. was trying to cater to a man to get to. It was like a 
the means justify the ends type thing. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? That makes sense. And speaking about your family, was there, did your family inspire your love of fashion? Is that something that you grew up surrounded with fashion knowledge, fashion ideas, your mom being B all the time? So no, I grew up in a poor home. Mm-hmm. So high fashion, no. Yeah. Um, it's important to look good. It fashion was, um, street fashion was what you could afford, mm-hmm. what my mom could afford. Um, now she, she does when we need like say graduations or where she had to dress up to go to church and, uh, she wasn't really a church lady, but yeah. sometimes when she would mm-hmm. having nice clothes for those occasions was really, really important. Yeah. And I think church is really the start of me be paying attention to fashion. Mm-hmm. I think church was it. Um, because that's where I would I would pay attention to the heels because I went to a church in God in Christ, yeah, <laughs> where people sanctified and yeah. got the Holy Ghost and ran around and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. so, me seeing who had the highest heels, who could mm-hmm. shout in the highest heels, yeah. who had the dress that wasn't gonna come up over their booty, and <laughs> who um, who is getting talked about that week? Yeah, who is yeah. getting talked about over that lunch. week? Who is, um, you know, just the fashion, the, the, the guys, even guys in church mm-hmm. were really into fashion. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. you know, am I going to bust out the red suit today? <laughs> Especially as far as um, in the black culture, it was very, am I going to wear the tan suit? You remember when Obama did the tan oh, suit and God, it was just, yeah. God, forbid. God forbid, a tan suit. Yeah. Um, tan suits is kind of a staple in a mm-hmm. black man's yeah. <laughs> wardrobe back in this era. Right? Mitch McConnell age. don't know nothing about a tan suit. <laughs> so, you know, these things, fashion was really important in regards to our culture. Um, and, and making a, making whatever accessible fashion yeah. that you had access to so different mm. that um, it's yours. Yeah. And I think that's what I kind of learned from my mom, my family, my culture, my peers. Yeah. How, hey, how can we make what we do have access to look like high fashion yeah. and reflect who we are? And I think I do that really, really well yeah. because now in my own personal style, do I, I have some pieces in my wardrobe that are high fashion, expensive, but I have a lot of things that are from the thrift store Mm -hmm. from you know just a normal department store and i put it together with other high fashion things and make a statement with them and that's kind of what i do what i've been accustomed to doing because i grew up in a poor household Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see you be able to pull all those threads together of Mm -hmm. i learned it from getting ready for church we were Mm -hmm. in a poor household we kind of made things work for me it's very similar and i'm kind of not even realizing those things until Mm -hmm. sitting here talking about it Mm -hmm. For me, it wasn't church, though. It was my mom getting ready for the club. Yeah, that too. Because we were very poor, and my mom is very young. So when I was four, five, six years old, my mom was 22, 23. Right. And I would sit and watch her get ready to go out with her friends. And your mom is gorgeous. <laughs> she is so cute. <laughs> yeah. She is gorgeous. Um, And that watching my mom and my grandmother get ready to go out was what made me fall in love with femininity, fashion, beauty, all of it. Mm-hmm. Like I would just sit in my grandmother's room and watch her put her on her makeup and mm-hmm. think about just the luxuriousness of it. Just yeah. sitting at her vanity. Cause this was when vanities were a thing. Were and she a had thing. her little kabuki and like uh-huh. full, like Joan Collins style makeup. Yes. Like, and I just, that to me is where my love that ritual yes, yes the ritual of it exactly and i'm yeah. the same way now with like beauty and skincare and that type of stuff mm-hmm. um i haven't graduated to the makeup yet but <laughs> we'll see. one day one, one day, day. <laughs> uh, but yes the ritual of it the ritual of putting on this 
this geesh, this your mm, drag yeah. to get ready for the day and the world. And I love that. And I think maybe that is even has influenced my own personal style of I liked this sounds kind of strange, but I liked watching women get ready to face the world mm. while sitting in the background. Even when I was in daycare. And the choices that, that, that they have to make. Yes. The balance of choices. Navigating How do I it. be sexy mm-hmm. but be that almost, this is politics, but <laughs> the um, fashion is a part of politics as well because it's oh, a absolutely. part of our lives. Yeah. Balancing that Madonna, Jezebel, yes. that mother, slut, um, mm-hmm. virgin, pure, um, sexy, attractive, seductress, balancing that because if you're a single woman, I want to attract a man, but I don't want to look like a slut. I a want single to woman in a small southern town in a small with southern children. Town with children. This yes. whole navigating is she a slut? Is she a bad mom? Uh-huh. Or do you know like all there's so many layers to uh-huh. it that And how that comes out in their fashion. Yes, 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 yes. And I just love that. I, yeah. It's it's very nuanced and interesting and I love that. And I think that is that's what made me fall in love with it. And then we were very poor. And so I would, like I say in the intro, I would, I just had a love for it. So I would have a little sister and I would take my mom's curtains down and I mm-hmm. would literally tie it in dresses around us and make us do little performances. We always had a lot of dogs growing up. So mm-hmm. we would like make wedding dresses for our dogs, <laughs> and make them get married. Um, I would go in my mom's closet and like style all these looks for my little sister and do all these photo shoots and stuff. And it just, finding fashion for me in a little small Southern town. I grew up on a dirt road with like Mm -hmm. no neighbors and like we just played outside in the mud. Um, But fashion for me was a way to view the beauty in the world that I didn't see in my world. Mm. Like it felt like a magic carpet to another place. Gotcha. Like a a Vogue or an L or even a cosmopolitan talking about blowjob tips, (laughs) like Uh being able to look at the ads and see just these beautiful stunning i mean now it's it and it's hard to looking back now as an adult who's quote unquote like woke and knowing how problematic all those things were uh-huh. these beautiful white thin bodies right but at the time it was it was an escape and it right. pushed me to want to do better and to be better and eventually led me to fashion school yeah yeah So why did you want to create Chasing Threads with me? Why is this platform important to create? Why is it important to create with me? Why is it important right now in this moment in 2018? For me, on a personal level, I have been so, for the past three years, I've been out of the quote unquote industry. I hate when people (laughs) say that. But I've been out of the industry. I left my fashion job. um, And so it wasn't in a creative field, so it didn't even really matter that much. But it was still a connection to this industry and this world that I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and being out of it, it's just me kind of alone, like scrolling through Instagram and like dying over looks and like thinking right. stuff is fabulous. Um, and kind and of not having a venting. Yeah. Avenue. Yeah, yeah. No one to talk to about it. <laughs> um, and so on a personal selfish level, it's that just being able to sit in a room and talk about what Cardi B looked like this week or mm-hmm to have another person who loves fashion on the same level I do and to just talk about it like it's freely and not feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Cause I have people in my life that I can talk to about it, but they're like, shut up. Like I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Like shut up. Um, so I love that. And I think you in particular, obviously are, we have, we view fashion similarly, I think, 
but we have different personal styles, even though we right. do like some of the same references. So I think that's interesting to see how that's going to play out. Mm. I think we view the world similar in important ways, but very different in other more important ways that we can talk about and get to through fashion, which mm-hmm. I like. I like using fashion as a conduit to bigger conversations because everyone thinks it's so frilly and stupid and whatever, Absolutely. but it's so much bigger than that. Um, Miranda Presley said it best. Yeah. You think this doesn't you think concern this you? Doesn't concern you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you pick out your sweater out of a pile of stuff? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what about you? Is there any reason that this was mm. particularly calling to you? Um. So I do another podcast called Marsha's Plate. Mm-hmm. In and her tens, we love it. Yes. Um. And it's really political mm-hmm. and um conscious and more activist based and i wanted something that was a little bit more free not less conscious but a little bit less intense Mm -hmm. um more fun and not as triggering because sometimes you know we talk about things that can a little hit a little close to home and so this gives me another avenue where I can talk about things because it, it's a conduit through fashion. Yep. It's a lighter, more fun, fantastic, luxury, yep. luxurious type of conversation yep. that I can explore that doesn't have the heavy mm-hmm. weight of it. But because our politics are part of who we are, it e- so easily bleeds into it. And and it's okay. Yeah. It can be just as deep, but... Um, Not without the pressure. Without the pressure. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Without the pressure, without the... Um, just fashion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just clothes, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> and talking to you, meeting you coming into my life as a colleague in work and talking to you about some of the things I have learned so much about you and how your mind works and how you think. Um, and I thought it would be amazing to be on a platform with you because we do have, when we're engaging with each other outside, we do have really great conversations that I would love for people to hear you come. You are a, cis-looking <laughs> a white male. Check this beard. <laughs> um, if somebody just looked at you, you just a cis white male. Um, and then I'm like, what y'all think about Gaga last night, yes. y'all? <laughs> so we come from, from Alabama. I'm from up north. Um, we're roots in Mississippi. So mm-hmm. we have some of these similar family yeah. things that we have in common. And we just have amazing conversation. And I think that having a platform with you could turn into something beautiful. Yeah, and I so agree. when I thought about creating this, I was like, well, I think Chance would be great doing this. And so um, that's why I brought it to you. Basically, we think we're fabulous. Absolutely. And we want y'all to know about it. And we want y'all to know about yeah. it and participate Please. and enjoy our fabulousness. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the future things that you hope to come from chasing threads i know it's still early it, is still we, early, it could turn into so many different mm-hmm. things what are some of the things that you have in mind so far for the future i i would love the ability to connect with more people who view fashion the way we do mm. of yes it's fun and it's ridiculous and it's crazy and let's talk about cardi throwing her shoe and superficial sometimes. it's so superficial but let's also talk about why it has to be that way sometimes Mm -hmm. like the the societal 
why Chanel decided to make the type of silhouette she made, mm. what she was fighting against at the time, what we're still fighting against now and how Absolutely. we use fashion to speak those messages. How we're living, we're living these complicated lives in this fashion that mm. we are choosing. Yeah. How that fashion shows up in the world is a big part of our living. Yeah. And so you said something about it being not less conscious. And I like that idea of us being consciously superficial. Absolutely. I like that. Like that <laughs> I feel like that's my entire brand. <laughs> right. So I like this, like <laughs> this platform to be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely want us to um, be honest, um, share a more in-depth version of fashion Mm -hmm. because we come from we don't come from new york we don't come from paris we don't come from milan we don't come from rich Mm -hmm. families we have a very unique perspective and Mm -hmm. i want to share um our mindsets around fashion because i think it can be kind of epic yeah you know and grow into I don't know. We might get a show or something. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, all right. So that's about it for our introductory. I think we have two shows already up for mm-hmm. you guys to Should listen to. And we hope you guys enjoy us. Tell yeah. us what you think. If y'all so. want to know anything else, just reach out to us on Twitter. And hashtag chasing threads. Uh-huh. And what's your Twitter? Oh, <laughs> Do you even have a Twitter? I do have a Twitter. My Twitter is Diamond Styles, D-I-A-M-O-N-D-S-T-Y-L-Z, as in zebra, so Diamond Styles with a Z. And um, I'm always on there talking about stuff. Not necessarily (laughs) fashion, but something. (laughs) And mine is um, at underscore Chance William. That's Chance, not Chase. Fat Chance. (laughs) Chance. Thank you. Take a chance. Chance. I'm always talking about politics and fashion mm-hmm. and what I have for dinner mm-hmm. and real ho- always Real Housewives. If y'all want to talk about Real Housewives, <laughs> send me a tweet because I am ready to critique what Sonia had on last week constantly. Okay, thank you. Alrighty, so that was our introductory show. We hope y'all enjoy it. Bye. Bye bye. Chasing Threads.